With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. When you have a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It tastes like Miller time. This past weekend for Mother's Day, I'm treating my wife while grilling. I'm treating myself with a Miller Lite. Miller Lite, it just tastes right. Whether it's barbecue season or just celebrating a regular day with burgers and dogs, with a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. I had my girlfriend, now wife, make me a meal uh, with pesto. And I'd never had it before, but I read it in Sports Illustrated that Dwight Evans of the Red Sox would have pesto before every home game. And I said to my, uh, my girlfriend at the time, uh, can you make pesto? She's Italian. She goes, uh, yeah. And uh, I fell in love with her just because she made pesto. Yes, he I once brought home a tiny, like, baby food jar full of pesto from a farm I was at and gave it to you. Yes. And you said, quote, this might be the nicest thing you've ever done for me. <laughs> that is true. It yeah. was just a little tiny jar of pesto, but it, like, it touched you. Yes, it did. Because yes. you just love yes, pesto. Yes, it did. Yes, Paul. I'm on the road sometimes, and I'll send you pictures of pesto. I remember I was in Rhode Island. I said, Dan, you got to go to this place. Yes. pesto. What is pesto? Dan, you know, but America doesn't. Basil leaves, garlic, pine nuts, olive oil, salt, and Parmesan mixed together. Yes. It's heaven is what it yeah. is. Back to you. Yes. Uh, all of our recipes can be found on the website, danpatrick.com. Is there a pesto fest or a pesto stroll, Paul? You're on top of strolls and fest. I haven't <laughs> gone to one in 2023, but I will look pesto it up. Pesto fest. I was thinking about a pesto moonshine. <laughs> All right. I'm just saying. Dude, I'm not I, against that I, I, at all. Andiamo, andiamo. I'm, I'm just throwing that out there with the tailgate moonshine. And by the way, we'll have some news coming up next week on uh, how you can order Azalea moonshine. Our, uh, that's our next batch on tailgate moonshine. Yes, Paul? Since you asked, Seton, the Pesto World Championships are this summer in Genoa, Italy, as usual. Uh, hot uh, who's with me? And yeah, that, I am. There is a Pesto Festival in western New York State also this summer. I'll keep you up to date. By the way, sign up for the newsletter. Go to danpatrick.com. Put your email address in the box that slides out. Bottom right corner, good to go. Stat of the day is always brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Play of the day, stat of the day, poll question. All of that forthcoming. Once again, thank you for uh, downloading the app, the Peacock app, to be able to watch this program all three hours. And it's free. This content, we couldn't charge you for that, could we? And our radio affiliates, including iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, and nearly 400 cities around America. 877-3DP-SHOW. Operator Tyler standing by. Tonight, San Diego State, Alabama, Miami, Houston, Princeton, Creighton, Xavier, and Texas. Coming up a little bit, 
couple of guests from CBS Sports. Seth Davis, who was uh, on the set last night, will join us. And Clark Kellogg, Special K, will join us as well. Uh, let's see. A couple of things that we uh, need to address. I'll give you the point spreads, according to DraftKings. Uh, you can bet on a buzzer beater in the Sweet 16. Any game-winning buzzer beater in the Sweet 16, DraftKings, yes, plus 1,000. And we had it last night with Gonzaga and UCLA, and it sounded like this. Strother will get it in. Salas picks it up. Clock starts. 11 seconds. Salas across the timeline. Pitch it back. Strother. Deep three from the top of the key. Got it! Seven seconds left. Campbell on the run. Into the front court. Drives the right side. Stripped away. Strother's got it. Fouled with 1.1 to go. That's how it sounded last night on Westwood 1. San Diego State is getting 7.5 against Alabama. Miami, 7.5 against Houston. Princeton getting 10 versus Creighton. And Xavier getting 4.5 versus Texas. So a little bit uh, wider margins with the point spreads for these games. And I like in March Madness the last couple of years, certainly as you get to this point in the tournament, it's like a blind date. When you tune into the game, you're not quite sure what you're going to get. You may not know the players, and you may not even know the storylines. And the blind date can be great or it can be bad. You know, Arkansas getting blown out, that wasn't a good blind date last night. But Gonzaga and UCLA, that was a great blind date. Even Florida Atlantic against Tennessee. You had a couple of great blind dates last night. And K-State, K-State is fun to watch. Now, they have all the elements of Cinderella, but they're a three seed. Hard to call a three seed a Cinderella, but they do feel like that. Like you got the 5'8 point guard, Marquise Noel. He's from New York. So from Manhattan and plays in Manhattan, Kansas. And... Here he has an Isaiah Thomas moment where he rolls his ankle, and you're wondering, oh, my God, is this guy going to be able to play? Second half. Isaiah Thomas is there. In fact, he's asked this question about Isaiah Thomas after the game. A couple of people said before the alley-oop to Keontae, you looked at the crowd and said, watch this. Can you can you confirm or deny that? Dang, I got to watch what I say. I mean, so I'll be in the zone. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to Isaiah Thomas because uh, I think he had a friend um, over there. Um, and he was rooting for them, and I'm like, y'all not going to win today. And I just kept looking at him for some, you know, added motivation. But, you know, it was nothing but, but cool vibes with um, them over there. The Wildcats are led by Keontae Johnson and uh, Marquise Noel. Johnson came to Kansas State after four seasons at Florida. In his junior year, he collapsed on the floor, and uh, he was sidelined for two years. He could have taken out a $5 million uh, life insurance policy with the uh, NCAA if he never played again. He turned down the offer and went to Kansas State. And Noel was unbelievable. He uh, had uh, 27 or had 20 points, 19 assists. He had 27 against Kentucky. Um, that's a new record for assists in a game. He's 5'8, but man, he's got a lot of fire to him. He's fun. And he's not afraid. I remember when John Calipari, after Kentucky lost, he talked about the little guy, I think. And he later apologized for that because Kentucky needed some players like Marquise Noel. And there's a lot of teams, you don't know the players because, you know, the way 
you know, college basketball is right now. The great players are there for one year, so you only get to know them for about four months. And, you know, Drew Timmy has been there, it feels like, seven years. Uh, he is a true senior, which is really rare. But I think when you see the mustache and the headband, it's out of, you know, a Will Ferrell movie. You know, like, oh, yeah, that guy, he'll be the goof guy, goofy guy on the floor. And then you watch him play, and you're, he, he has incredible footwork. Um, and, and I liken it to Kevin McHale. If you're old enough to remember Kevin McHale, he didn't jump, but he had long arms, and he had great footwork. He's one of the best post-position players in the history of the game. He had this ability to get you off balance, and then he was able to score. And Timmy, can, you know, he can shoot better than Kevin could. Uh, you know, he can take you out to three-point range. So it's fun, but I feel like every single game I'm watching, it feels like this is a blind date. Not quite sure, but for the most part, usually ends with a bang. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. early. <laughs> Kids in their car. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. And, and have you guys ever been on a true blind date? Yes. Like where you, you never met the person until you walked into the restaurant? I went on a blind date where the woman was blind. Oh. And she was, she was great. We became friends for, throughout college. She was, but she was legally blind. Did you tell her you're a six seven I and said, looked like Robert Redford? I said, "I'm I'm a really good looking guy." Now, I guys, I get to make the jokes here. I'm allowed. to <laughs> You make have the jokes. one. You have one good eye, you so you can do that. Half the jokes. Yes, yes. But uh, she was a uh, wonderful woman. So I went on a blind date. She arrived at the restaurant alone. How'd that work? Uh, well, she went with her girlfriend. And then, uh, oh. so it was a double date. No, no, oh, no, 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 no. It play was, it was. <laughs> play is going to play. <laughs> Thank you, Todd. Yeah. Uh, it was a double date. And uh, so her name was Amy. She was, she was a very nice woman. Her name wasn't Sienna. <laughs> oh, wow. I can make that joke. Okay. All right. <laughs> Rarely do I get this opening. I don't like the optics of this, Paul. <laughs> All right, there you go. Okay. I actually took me a second. Embarrassed. <laughs> oh, look who's wearing their Husky t-shirt. Yeah, Marv. Okay. And Todd's wearing his Husky jeans. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> there we go. It's not necessary. It's not necessary. That's just a callback from yesterday. Yeah. Ten minutes in. Here we yeah. To see how many groups we can insult in one thing. We're making fun of blind people. We're making fun of... Uh, yeah. I'm not making fun of... I said I had a blind date. I was. You're fat shaming now. Well, I, okay. No. Uh, Fritzy's mom called him Husky. Not me. And that's what they called the jeans back then. Yes. At least at the place that I went to. I yes. don't know why we went You there. got Husky jeans. Try on these Huskies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Seton, stop making fun of Todd. Hey, I tried the slim ones. I couldn't get it past my kneecap, so that wasn't happening. <laughs> I, you know, I got to know where my bread's buttered. Hey, it's the Husky section. Hey, Husky. Yeah, Marv feeling pretty good about, boy, that was, I mean, UConn to me has played uh, better than anybody in the tournament. I, I thought it might be competitive. It felt like Arkansas turned into Kentucky, where you go, they got a lot of talent, but that looks like they're in disarray. And they had no, t or, you know, close early, and then all of a sudden, Connecticut looked dominating. Yeah, Marv. The first four minutes, boy, my palms were sweating. Yeah. Then about five minutes in, just oh, a, this oh, is a wrap. Just a little sweaty. Yeah, there's not a lot of sweat. I mean, your palms. Oh, no. Now yeah. you're disrespecting the small hands community <laughs> also? The, the small handed? Yes. <laughs> Anti-smallest? Yeah. 
Is there a small hand community? Wouldn't it be great? You belong to a club, you know, Mensa. What do you belong to? Small hands club. Little hands across America. (laughs) Just takes more. Uh, (laughs) A lot of any more more members. (laughs) You just need a lot more people. Uh, Florida Atlantic, uh, they said we're not a Cinderella, but uh, fifth team seated ninth or lower to reach the Elite Eight in the last uh, three tournaments. So you had St. Peter's. They were a 15. Miami was a 10 last year. Oregon State, 12. UCLA, 11 in 2021. At least one team seated ninth or lower has reached the Elite Eight in six of the last seven tournaments. Oh! Ow! Stat of the day! Stat of the day! Stat of the day! Stat of the day! This is the stat of the day! And in case you're not sure, Florida Atlantic, not on the Atlantic, but uh, Boca Raton, close to that. What was Coastal Carolina wasn't on the coast? They're like six miles away yes. from the water. Yeah. Adjacent to. That, yeah. It's kind of like a neighborhood called second base. You know, you're kind of in the area, Coastal Carolina. They're probably dancing in the streets of Boca Raton this morning. Yes. Uh, they're actually doing the Hora since it's in Boca. A lot of the Jewish people are living there, so they're kind of dancing around the team in a circle. Thank you, Tony. You're welcome. Celebrity Bracket Challenge. Peter King is still leading, but he won't be because he's got Marquette. Adam Sandler is second. He's got Houston. John Smoltz. He's got Gonzaga. Fritzy and John Daly are tied for fourth. They have Houston winning it all. Uh, Let's see. Anybody else? We had over 10,000 fans enter the Celebrity Bracket Challenge. And once again, last place, Rebecca Lowe. Second to last, Darius Rucker. Third to last is... Josh Dumel, the Celebrity Bracket Challenge. You know, it's so long ago, or feels so long ago, that I filled it out that I don't even remember. But I know that I'm not in the top and I'm not in the bottom, so I'm like, okay, I'm good. Yes, Eaton. Not only does it feel like a long time ago that I filled mine out, it feels like a long time ago since mine was even relevant. Because really, after the first weekend, it was pretty much gone. Fritzy, Fritzy just sent me a note. Go ahead. I'll let you say it because I think it's it's cute. Okay, where do you think the tiny hand club meets annually for their gathering? Where, Todd? That would be Palm Springs. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, sometimes yeah. they go to Palm Beach, but uh, you can and go there's to Palm, Palm Desert. There's a lot of palms. Palm <laughs> they started Palm Springs. Okay. Marvin's not having any of that right now. No, he's not. But UConn won. No, so he's, he's in a good yeah. mood. He's got this T-shirt yeah, on he's, and everything. He's got his, you gave him I a did. UConn Husky. T-shirt. I was scrolling through Instagram and that popped up and I'm like, that would look great on Marvin Prince. And I think he'd appreciate an old, he likes the old school kind of stuff. I'm like, I'm getting that. Yes, Marvin. <laughs> I love it that it's husky, singular and yep. not plural. I know. This makes it even better. So thank you, Todd. Yes. You're welcome. So it's not Yukon Huskies. You got him a Yukon. It's a Yukon Huskies Husky. related shirt. It's got like an old school logo yeah. and it's just, there's something like retro about it. I'm like, that's. Is it bootleg? Because it's got one N instead of two in the Yukon. It's, it's a little off. I can't speak to that. I was wondering why it was $2.99, but I didn't, you know, read it. The shipping was more than the shirt. I'm like, well, that's weird. All right. We'll get to phone calls coming up. 877 3DP show. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dp show. Coming up next, we'll talk to Seth Davis from CBS, get his thoughts on what happened last night and what he thinks will happen later on tonight. The original light beer, 1975, Miller Lite. Yeah, the original. Yeah, 1975. 
perfect companion for uh, us grill masters across the United States. This past weekend, even Mother's Day, I'm treating myself while I'm treating my wife for Mother's Day. Out there cooking, and I've got my Miller Lite, my friend, right there with me. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. It's You can't debate it. I would try it. I would no, lose. you can't. Taste as great as the barbecue you're making. The beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. It tastes like a beer. Less filling. Only 96 calories. With a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Seth Davis, CBS Sports College Basketball Analyst. He joins us every year at this time. Senior writer for The Athletic. Good to see you again, Seth. Give me the result last night that surprised you the most. Well, uh, good morning to you. Um, I can't say I was surprised by any of them, to be honest. Uh, um, I did go four and zero in my picks last night for the athletics, so I should just disappear right now because um, mm-hmm. that will never happen again. You know, Florida Atlantic. Um, I'm a big believer, Dan, that winning is a habit, and they've now won 34 games to three losses. And people, I, I would hope that we've come far enough to understand that it's not because they're in a bad league. Conference USA is actually not a bad league. As mid-major leagues go, it's about as good as there is, um, and they dominated uh, all season long. Um, you know, as a story, Kansas State is hard to beat. Uh, they only had two players coming back um, from a, a, a program that had a job opening for a reason. Um, and Jerome Tang came in and brought in a whole bunch of new guys. They were picked to finish last in the Big 12 at the start of the season for a good reason. And um, 
they have been great all year. It's not like, oh, my God, they got hot late and are on this amazing tournament run. They have been good all season long. Um, and you saw last night, you know, the power of having the two best players in a game. Now, of course, game went to overtime. They could have easily lost, obviously. But um, it's it's been an amazing story for them. So, um, And then, you know, UConn to me, I think UConn and Alabama have been the best two teams in the tournament. And after last night, I would probably put UConn one, Alabama two. Let's see how the tide looks tonight. So, um, yeah, it's just a great, great night of basketball and the crazy shot by Julian Strother of Gonzaga to end the night. Um, really, really unfortunate for UCLA after the, the amazing uh, season they've had for them to be down two starters at this point in the season. They were they were gassed the whole way. The fact that they took Gonzaga to the edge like that is is an incredible tribute to Mick and, and those kids. So it's been a fun tournament. It's almost like we, we've redefined what a Cinderella is. Now, I, I talked to you know Princeton's head coach, and he said, we're embracing Cinderella, where Florida Atlantic is not. They, they're like, no, we're, we belong here. Kansas State, as a three seed, has a Cinderella feel to them, which is pretty amazing. I don't know if any of these other schools would be defined as Cinderella's in previous years, and maybe not now. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I would agree with you. I mean, you know, we could talk about San Diego State, you know, being a Mountain West school. I mean, there are five seeds. So if that's, we're, you know, we're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel for Cinderella there. You know, I, I mean, I've I've said many times, Dan, San Diego State is is the best um, mid-major program in the country outside of Gonzaga. They are really, really good every year. And let's not forget, in 2020, when the tournament canceled, they were headed for a one or a two seed. Yeah. So um, they've been good now for many, many years, being able to replenish their roster, you know, going back to the Kawhi Leonard teams of Steve Fisher, um, transferring that from Steve Fisher to, to Brian Dutcher and, and, and continuing that success. That doesn't, that doesn't usually happen. If you're in the Sweet 16, I mean, I understand Princeton is a 15th seed and we call them a Cinderella. But, I mean, if you, if, if you didn't know anything about the teams and you watched that Princeton-Missouri game, you didn't know anything about them, where they were ranked, where they were seated, what league they were in. You'd say, oh, yeah, Princeton's a better team. I mean, they just dominated them physically. So, um, yeah, I think we're long past the point of, 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 of thinking along those lines, but it's an incredible story. You know, Ivy League champ is a number 15 seed, and what FDU did to beat Purdue is a 16 beating a one. That's going to happen again. We now know it's only a matter of time and probably not a very long time uh, before a 16 seed uh, reaches the Sweet 16. It's It's been the trajectory of the sport really since I've been covering Covering it now, which I hate to say is is uh, is a good thirty years and 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 increasing fast. Seth Davis, CBS Sports, college basketball analyst and senior writer for the Athletic, joining us on the program. It feels like those teams, those schools that have players who stay longer than one year, they're the most dangerous. And and you know Kentucky proved that for many many years. They would have one and done and tons of talent, and they'd go on to make millions and millions of dollars in the NBA but they didn't have great success deep into the tournament. Are we changing the blueprint for success in college basketball? Yeah. I, again, I think that's another thing that's been happening. I mean, if you look at 2012, the Kentucky champ, that was Anthony Davis, Michael Kidd Gilchrist. 2015 was Duke with Jalil Okafor, Tyus Jones, Justice Winslow. Those were all freshmen. 
So those were two freshman leaning teams. Now they did have older players that were there as, you know, they're kind of glue guys and, um, and and the like, but, but they, but they were heavily reliant on, on one and done type talents. That's really been it. You know, after that, it's really teams like, you know, Jay Wright's Villanova's teams and the older, uh, you know, North Carolina team and, um, you know, right, right on down the line, uh, Kansas last year, you gotta be older. And now Dan, we're, we're at a, we're in a point where college basketball has never been this old because of the extra COVID year yeah. that these players are getting. So, um, and then their ability to transfer without having to sit out uh, has, I think helped, you know, sort of water find its level where players are going to places where they can play and they can be exposed and they can have the best um, experience. I mean, people talk about the downsides to that, but I think the upsides really outweigh the downsides of, of, of giving everybody the ability to, to, to find the place that, fits them best. So, um, yeah, I mean, like the Duke-Tennessee game last week was a great example. I mean, Duke just looked really young. Yeah. Tennessee was older, more physical, um, and and that's why they're still playing. I think a lot of these teams tonight, Texas, one of the oldest teams in the country. And not just being old, um, Dan, but having continuity from year to year. You can get old in the transfer portal by bringing in a bunch of old players. But if you have old players who have played together for a couple of years, that's really the sweet spot that I think teams are looking for. Drew Timmy has seven career tournament games with at least 25 points. So tied with Bill Bradley and Oscar Robertson for third most all-time. Elvin Hayes and Jerry West tied for first with eight. So he can reach that with the next game. How will college basketball remember Drew Timmy? So that's pretty good company right there. Yes, for yes. That's not too bad. What is that? I think he's got another no year of eligibility. He does, and he won't use it. I'm trying to talk him into coming back to comma and NIL money, man. Come on. But he's 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 made pretty clear that he's gone. Um yeah, I mean, you know, Drew's gonna be remembered for his personality as much as anything. I mean, he just plays the game with great joy, great verve. Uh I'm not a, a fan of dropping F bombs on on TV, but um, that is his personality. Um, you know, it's funny. He was kissing Julian Strother last night. He's like, I'm the biggest Julian Strother fan because if it if that shot didn't go in, all we'd be talking about right now were his two missed free throws. Yeah. It's funny how fate intervenes. But, you know, he's he's been a great player, and he's been in a great program. Like, we just take this Gonzaga thing for granted. It's 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 really it. I would challenge anybody to, to find me in another example anywhere in sports, anywhere. Of, of this happening where this little private Jesuit school in Spokane, Washington, playing in the West Coast Conference, is this dominant for this long. I mean, we're now going on on 20 plus years since they made that initial run to the Elite Eight with Mark Few and everybody. And it's not just Mark. I mean, it's a total buy-in of the university, the alumni base, the donor base, the community. Um, and then people say, well, their league and this and that. And well, now you look at their record in the NCAA tournament and there's you can count on one hand and only need a couple of fingers of programs that are able to match that. And then people say, oh, they haven't won a, a, a championship. Are, are, are you serious? Like, first of all, they're one possession away and they played in, in, in two championship games. They're one possession away against North Carolina. We are talking about Gonzaga University. So for Drew Timmy and and, and that story for Gonzaga and Mark Few um, to be in the Elite Eight is uh, fantastic. I will tell you with great confidence the road ends here. Uh, they match up very poorly against UConn. Everybody matches up poorly against UConn with that, that two-headed monster at center. I love Drew Timmy. He's an incredible scorer. He is a pretty 
uh, mediocre defender, and he's going to have he and the he and the guys are going to have their hands full with Sonogo and Donovan Klingon on uh, uh, tomorrow. Your thoughts on Rick Pitino at St. John's? You know, when a when a coach, it used to be to to, to the this conversation. It used to be when a coach got a new job, I would I would sort of uh, caution the fans to be patient, say because the first thing he's going to do is look at high school juniors. So it's another year until his his kids his first class gets on campus. Then it takes a couple years to develop, and you need a couple of good classes. So we're looking at a three to five year process now with that transfer portal. It's instantaneous. It's microwave. And what I can tell St. John's fans, who I know are very excited, is you know, Rick Pitino's 70 years old. He's a young 70, and he's a 70-year-old with a chip on his shoulder and yeah. something to prove. He, he's been battered and beaten down and humiliated and dragged through the mud, and it, it got to the point where he didn't think he would ever have any opportunity to coach again. And he wanted it so badly, he coached in Greece for a couple of years, went to Iona. And so he's going into the, he's going into this with just incredible enthusiasm and edge. And now he can use that transfer portal. I mean, if you're a college basketball player and you got the chance to play for Rick Pitino at Madison Square Garden, are you kidding me? So um, he's going he's gonna to instantly um, upgrade that roster and he's going to coach the heck out of them. And the Garden is with, I mean, the Knicks are playing well and St. John's is going to be back. I don't know if I'm through the looking glass here, what's going on, or if it's a dream, uh, I don't want to wake up because it's going to be exciting. Good to talk to you again, Seth. Thank you. Uh, Enjoy the uh, rest of the tournament. Love you, Dan. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This league uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes and me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You've probably put this off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your game. 
touring tires for commuting comfort. How about performance tires for sporty handling? All-terrain if you're going on and off-road adventuring. Go to TireRack.com and get started. You're not sure where to begin? I suggest the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Redestine tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan, see their Redestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Clark Kellogg joining us, the uh, CBS College basketball analyst. Now, he was great high school player, great college player. Very good players. Uh, uh, how long did he play in the NBA? Eight, uh, eight years? I think seven years. Seven years. Came okay. in averaging 20 for the Pacers. Okay, all right. Let's go around the room. The best player that Clark Kellogg faced in college, that might be hard because you have to remember who he was facing in the Big Ten. How about his entire career, the best player he ever faced? Todd, I'll start with you. I'm going to say Larry Bird. Okay. Seton? Yeah, Larry Bird's a good one. That's where I was going. All right. Marvin? Magic. Oh, okay. Paulie? I'm going to throw out because he was such a great defensive player when Clark was in the pros. I'm going to go Hakeem Olajuwon. Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go Larry Bird here. Let's bring in Clark Kellogg, the former Ohio State Buckeye. Indiana Pacer, the best player you played against was? There were a ton of them in the early 80s. I got drafted in 82. Played only five years, guys. Uh, really three when you think number of games because of my left knee given up on me as far as playing basketball. But Bird clearly is on the list. But the hardest guy for me to defend was Bernard King. Wow. Yeah, because he was um, an unbelievable scorer, had all the shots you needed to score from 20 feet and in. And it seemed like the Knicks at that time, Hubie Brown was coaching them. It seemed like they ran 65% of their (laughs) plays for him. (laughs) I remember asking him because I think he was around six five. Clark said, "Was six six? Yeah, I give him six six. Okay, six, six and a half. Long arms though, so played a little taller than what he was. But man, he was relentless in attacking you and attacking the basket. And I and I, he, I think he averaged thirty three and a half one year. And what he, I said, how do you get your shot off against bigger guys, taller guys? He said, he started to shoot as he's turning around. Yes. He, he yes, didn't, he didn't yes. turn around to shoot. No. He, he no. went up and turned. That's right. And it was rare yep. if you got a piece of, of his shot there. Underrated. Yeah, quick release. Yeah, very underrated. Tremendous score. Great tenacity and ferocity when it came to playing the game and scoring the basketball. So he was a difficult guy for me to deal with personally. Marcus Johnson was in his heyday, too, at that time. And um, – was problematic, um, but hopefully I made it tough for the guys who had to deal with me for that for that short time that I was in the league. Well, you were too nice. I'm sure Larry Bird didn't trash talk you because you're a nice guy. <laughs> he was non-discriminatory, non-discriminatory <laughs> in regards to, <laughs> in regards to who got. Wait, what would he say to you? You're one of the nicest guys on the planet. What could? Like... <laughs> well, I didn't get the brunt of it. 
uh, as I've heard over the years, you know, get your hands off of me. It's going to be a long night. You know, that kind of stuff. You can't guard me, you know. And he would do it like a ventriloquist because you couldn't see his mouth move. <laughs> Was that because of the mustache? That may have been part of it. That may have been part of it. But, man, I will tell you this. I mean, we had a game. We were, you know, we were struggling in the early 80s. Hadn't quite gotten. It was right before Reggie got there in 87 and then Smith's in 88 and the Davis boys. I was part of those teams as a broadcaster. Never got to play with Reggie, but I retired in 87. But there was a time when we actually found a way to beat the Celtics. Didn't happen. I think we beat them once. I hit a last second shot. We played them tough in the game. Then had in the, in the quirk of the schedule, sometimes you would play the same team back to back. One time at your place and then you'd go there. And we had I don't know. I don't. I don't know if Bird had played well or if he was frustrated. Anytime he came back to Indiana, you sensed he was a little more focused. Um, but anyway, we had played him well the night before the, the game before, and then like within a few days, we had to go to the Garden, and um, he proceeded to to drop um, fifty three on on me and whoever else was guarding <laughs> him that night. And uh, I'll never forget that. It was a it was a different level of focus from one of the greatest <laughs> players of all time. Do you yeah. think we'll get somebody scoring 90 points in a game? In the NBA? Yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say. Heck, I didn't think we were going to see a 16 beat a one in the tournament in my broadcasting career, and this happened twice in five years. <laughs> and so I'm um, slowly but surely getting to the point where I won't say never. Yeah. I um, mean, the way the game is played now, Dan, I think it can happen. I mean, shoot, they're scoring 160, 170. Um, more regularly than in past years. So, yeah, I think we'll probably see somebody um, approach 93 digits. I don't, I don't know. But, but 90 seems um, feasible at some point in the not-too-distant future. I'm wondering if uh, the blueprint for success in college basketball is maybe shying away a little bit more from the one-and-done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think you're seeing that shift. I do, because of the transfer portal. Um, the additional COVID year that was added, um, I think expires next year, Dan, but it has created older teams, mm. uh, more older players. And some of the players that perhaps started at the non-power conference level by virtue of an additional year or two have become really good college players at 23 or 24 years old. And that has added to some of the parity we see. And I think you're right, because there are other avenues for guys who really aren't interested in going to college and want to get their pro career started, you know, with the G League and the Ignite team. So there are other pathways if you're not interested in taking the college route. I do think you're going to see a little more of that shifting away from um, one and does. I think for one, there some many of them will elect to just go straight to pursuing a pro career like you would in Europe. I mean, those young, you know, Dantich and other guys, they've been pros well before they got to the United States. I mean, at 15, 16 years old, they're identified and tapped and tapped by clubs, and then they begin their pro journey. And so I think you'll see a little more of that. And as a result, um, you will see some of what we've um, seen over the last decade and a half. And it's kind of been amplified, I think, the last two years. Part of it is COVID. Part of it is obviously the transfer portal. Talking to Clark Kellogg, CBS Sports College basketball analyst. What surprised you last night? The brilliance of 
Marquise Noel was just something to behold. I mean, to set a tournament record with assists in a game that Michigan State played well enough um, to win on most nights. I mean, the turnovers were a problem, and they couldn't corral Noel and his brilliance shine through when it needed to most. Um, that was special. I don't necessarily know if it was surprising because he had been he's been playing that way all season for the most part. He's been carrying that team. He's the undisputed leader. Um, I tell you what, the play Gonzaga called down one, that was a designated play, Dan. That was not this kid decided to shoot that three. They that's, called that play. That's the Villanova trailer play. Yes, that's the Villanova trailer. Looked exactly like it, and that kid stepped into it, wasn't thinking about anything else but stroking that three. And that, me and Charles and Kenny were watching. I said, they called that play, you know, as it's unfolding, <laughs> and he let it fly. We're like, what? And it just, that was that was mildly surprising to see that play call, not to attack the rim. You're down. Were you down there? Two? At the, no, you were well, you down one or two there? You were down. I can't remember. I've lost my mind now. I can't remember if it was one or two. They were, it was one. It was one. They were only down one. They were only, they went up two when he made it. So they're down one after Amari Bailey had hit that three. But to call that play, that was that was pretty, pretty surprising and gutsy and uh, great theater. Great theater. But UCLA did defend it. They were ready for it. He he hit the I mean, they jumped out on it. Yeah, but he was waved. He was like right at the – he was almost at half court. I mean, he was between the top of the three-point line yeah. and the half court logo. And it's really hard to – you're right. I think they did reasonably well defending it. But, man, he stepped into that thing with great confidence. And what a shot. What a game. What a finish. What do you expect tonight? What would be surprising to you tonight? Wow. That's a really good question. Um, I don't know what would – qualify as surprising i'm just going to enjoy the ride because we know and we've already seen it this year and we've seen it in past tournaments that they're coming it's hard <laughs> to predict where they where they're going to come from and in what fashion the surprise but like princeton is a 10-point underdog against creighton that would that shock but, you no it wouldn't shock me because they're one of the best rebounding teams in the country they've got multiple playmakers and shooters and they're playing well you know, you don't luck your way to the Sweet 16. You need some good fortune on occasion to win multiple games in the tournament, but the teams that get here are all capable of winning and advancing. So that wouldn't surprise me. I love Creighton, though. I love the way they've recaptured mm. how they played early in the season. You know, the first six, seven, eight games, they were rolling. They were really rolling. Fun to watch. Extremely versatile and balanced offensively. Play at a good pace. Defensively, they've gotten better, um, particularly with Kalkbrenner in the middle, anchoring the paint form. Um, they're not very deep. Basically play six and a half guys, but I, I really I really thought Creighton was a dark horse team to, to get to Houston as a six seed, and they've uh, wait, wait, they, they've you proven they're capable. They have six and a half players. They, they have a player who's a half a player? <laughs> no, no, wait. no. That's just, a fi- that's just a figure of speech. Oh, man. okay. Uh, I was thinking, yeah, yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah. Kansas State has one of those, and it's Marquise Noel. He's, he's <laughs> he, at 5'8". <laughs> you know, there are certain guys that defy logic on the basketball floor. I, yeah. Right? There, there'd be times yeah. you'd go play and you'd go, how is that guy doing yeah. what he's doing, right? Yeah, 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 no doubt. When I first saw... I came out of high school in 79, one of the really outstanding, perhaps the best high school class ever, 
with Worthy and Dominique Wilkins and Isaiah Thomas, Sam Bowie and Ralph Sampson, Sidney Lowe and Thurl Bailey and Dale Ellis and Dirk Mitchell. When I first saw Isaiah Thomas in an all-star game I played in, I was like, how is this little dude doing what he's doing? <laughs> Ball handling, shot making, passing. I was like, my goodness. Then when I saw Ralph, <laughs> this dude 7-3, man, pulling up, pulling up <laughs> off the dribble after he had raked the rebound and took it to the left and then pulling up from 20. I'm like, what the heck is this? You know, so, yeah, there are guys, when you see them, you're like, oh, my goodness. And it just has continued to ball. KD, Steph, you know, you can name LeBron combining just unbelievable basketball skill and savvy with uh, – uh, uh, an unbelievable athleticism and physicality. I mean, so, yeah, yeah, there are a lot of guys when you see them, you're like, whoa, man. This is, but I wonder, this is this Isaiah is... Thomas underrated because it seems like a lot of players don't like him? And he played for the Pistons, and they didn't like the bad boy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, you can't disconnect some personal feelings towards a guy in terms of how he'll be discussed, but – the credentials are obvious. And I tell you, in conversations, barbershop talk, talk radio talk, when you start talking about uh, dynamic, great, smaller guys, he's in the head of the class. I mean, he's on the short list of the roll call. I mean, there's no way to deny that. Why I mean, are you going to put him on a – you put him on a short list. What are you doing? You can't put him on a no, he's short one of list. No, but, but, but we got to – that's part of it. I mean, again, Zeke was 6'1", 6'2", 6'1", but uh, fantastic, man. Marvelous, marvelous player. And uh, because I'm, I'm a little biased because he's part of uh, my era and my, my high school class, and uh, and I got to see him up close in college and then a little bit in the pros, and then we had crossed paths with some high school all-star games. So, yeah, he's uh, he's clearly one of, the, one of the great players of all time. And I do think sometimes he gets a little bit – short rift because of uh, <laughs> how some people felt about him and those Detroit teams. But I'm sure he's he's um, reconciled that with um, a couple of championship rings and Hall of Fame. I'm sure he's, he's fine with that. He's got a great place in the game's history, that's for sure. How do you explain the Joker? Oh, my goodness. I, I can't, other than he's marvelous to watch, man. Um, you know, I just read an article not too long ago where they talked about somebody, I think George Ravelin, yeah, Coach Ravelin sent me an article about how players from that part of the world have really made an impact on the game. There have been a number of great players come from there. How they all are trained, no matter how big they become, they're trained in basketball skills, all skills. Footwork. Shot making, footwork, yeah. hand handling the ball, passing, and that's the way they're taught the game from when they start playing. And if they end up being 6'10 or 7 feet or 6'9, they play a style that's beautiful to watch because it's so fundamentally um, sound. And, uh, man, he's – oh, my goodness. He's a joy to watch. He's, he's, a, um, he's a ballerina uh, with um, a body – of an old school center and man, it's, um, yeah, he's, he's, he's amazing. So is Joel Embiid yeah. for that matter. When well, you if you about, look at the best yeah. players in the game, they're yeah. not from the United yeah. States. Mm. 
Great point. Dan. Right? Yeah. Giannis, Luca. Yeah. Yeah. Giannis. Yeah. 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 But do you Man, go back? Which, you know, you had you had Dirk, but you had yeah. Manu. Uh, I remember Sharunas Marshallonis was yeah Marshallonis was uh, one of the Peja first Stoyakovich yeah uh, uh, I'm thinking of the other guy too um, Drazen Drazen oh, Petrovic yeah the great Drazen before his tragic yeah early death um, yeah um, yeah there were a number of guys that but now it seems like there's more of a proliferation of them but some of that is just more kids can see them and emulate them and aspire to that and and make their mark too going forward. What's it like spending the day or night with Barkley? Oh, man, this is such a treat, man. He's just such a genuinely good guy, first and foremost. And he's naturally funny. I mean, he's not putting – I mean, he's naturally funny. He's quick-witted, very, very sharp, knows the game, knows people, uh, successful business guy. I mean, he's just he's, – he's a joy to be around. He's a joy to be around. There's a mutual respect we have, he and I and Kenny and – Greg and Ernie and Seth, the whole crew, man. We have a great respect. But he's he's unique, man. There's just not many guys like him in terms of genuine humility, graciousness as a superstar celebrity, and uh, great humor, naturally funny. And uh, he, it's easy and fun to be around. And that's um, that's a gift. That's a gift. Great talking to you again. And always dp always, always great. i look forward to it man whenever we get a chance to chop it up keep doing what you're doing man Thanks. i remember you trying to dunk when we went and did a game when we were working at espn i think you i think you got it over the rim i think you actually it was kind of a it was kind of a um, dirty snow dunk it wasn't like clean white snow but it was it was still legit it counts for white guys though Oh, you're qualifying it. <laughs> yeah. I was, you know, we call that a rub dunk. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I was looking for terminology. That's better. Than yeah, a little I, rub dunk. Because yeah. I remember we were shooting around. We were at UMass. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. Midnight Madness. When would that have been, Dan? That had to be like late 80s, right? Pro- well, Calipari was there. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was his first year there. I think it was like eight. I think it was like 89. Yeah. Or, yeah, 88, 89, or 90, right? And, and he heard that I was uh, dunking. He came out of the locker room, and he wanted. Yeah. He was like, oh, I hear I hear you're, you're uh, trying to dunk here. I said, I'm not trying. I'm dunking. <laughs> Coach Cal. Uh, they might have had Camby that year. Uh, I don't think he had gotten there yet. He, he was there in 96, so I oh, don't think okay. he had gotten there. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That was yeah, that was well after us, yeah. Okay. I think that might have been Cal's first year there. Yeah, so I might have been one of the better players on the floor back then. You could have been. Yeah, you very well could have been at that time. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Uh, great to talk to you again, buddy. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, man. Clark Kellogg. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. 
Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.